just to kick off, obviously, I know a few people are watching uh, in the audience. So if we want to just introduce ourselves. So Ben, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, I'm Ben. I'm the digital marketing manager at Honeycomb Group in Stoke-on-Trent, but we're a bit wider than that now across Staffordshire and Cheshire. And if you can't tell by the stuff behind me, I'm an absolute massive geek and nerd and I love it. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm sure I'll have lots of uh, requests in the chat after that just to find out what is in that background. But I, I've got envy anyway. Uh, Alison? Yeah, I'm Alison Lawton. I'm head of commerce for CPI, which is the Crisis Prevention Institute, which I'm sort of fairly confident that nobody will know what that is or who that is. Um, and we're behaviour management training. So when we talk about crisis, we're talking about mental health crises as opposed to just, you know, a bad comms day. Brilliant. And then over to you, Katie. And then I see Steve's going back. So Thunder and Lightning should be going everywhere now that his camera's working. <laughs> so um, my name's Katie. I am a junior account executive for um, Thinkfield Do, which is based in London. Um, we are primarily B2B um, tech PR and also marketing with um, kind of a global presence, especially clients in Latin America. And that's me. Brilliant. Well, I'll hand over to you now, Steve. Um, and we'll we'll leave you to it. Have a good one. Cheers, mate. Soon. Well, well filled, well filled. Um, I, I'm I'm so sorry, everyone, but thankfully I I'm, I'm on now. I think if I can put something into Room 101, let's put passwords in because I, I, this is the result of this is that the, the reason for this is I I tried to log in and got locked out of Airmeet because I attempted to put the wrong password in so many times. So passwords. There you go. First first one. Why, um, why why do they ask us to change passwords every month? Because uh, does everyone do the same where they like, oh, I'm just going to add a number to the end of my current password or I'm just going to choose the current month and add a little bit of numbers at the end. How, how does that make it more secure? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, does it? I, no. I, I get these notifications all the time now that my passwords have been involved in some sort of data leak, which I probably should take seriously, but really don't to be honest. Um, so someone's probably stolen my identity already. But anyway, hello, everyone. And um, hello, everyone watching. You you, you all, um, I'm sure, have, have probably seen this uh, by now in previous catch-ups. But I always just quickly go through what we're here to do today, uh, in case you've not. But Room 101, it's a pretty self-explanatory title to anybody who's seen the show or, or heard of Room 101 from I think it's originally from 1984, the George Orwell novel. But essentially, it's a it's it's a it's your opportunity to banish whatever it is that really irritates you and you would rather not have in the world. Um, I always say this: we stick to comms stuff as much as every. I mean, literally the other day I was walking the dog and I thought of about four things that I would like to put. And none of them were comms related. Um, so I, I still think that at some point we should just do a group therapy one where it's stuff that's not comms related. But today we are doing we are doing comms related stuff. So we've got three great guests with us. And I always pick somebody at random because they don't know what's coming up then. And the first person I've just looked at is Katie Hull. Hello, Katie. I don't know why, but I got a feeling it was going to be me. Did you? Did you yeah. send it to me? So obviously I'm quite new to like the world of PR. Like I literally, so I've not even been here for a month um, in my employment. And I think the biggest grab that I think for me, um, and it's kind of like a, a general comms thing, is that um, B2B PR is not PR. <laughs> yeah. um, and I kind of like, when I've got to my friend about this, we're like, yeah, but um, B2B is business, it's not, it's not PR. Da -da. That's like, I think one of my biggest gripes 
just because it's business related doesn't mean that it's not PR, if you know what I mean. That's something that I think has been banished and that kind of like misconception. <laughs> right, I see. So that's the, give us an example then, Katie. That, so you, you do B2B as part of your role, I'm guessing then. Yes. So, so the agency that I work for, we're primarily like kind of tech. So um, I have a lot of clients in like the US, and they deal with anything kind of from like software, um, telecommunications, that kind of thing. And like, obviously, I just started this and I speak with a friend about it. And his like first thing was kind of like, yeah, but that's not PR, is it? It'd be the B. And I'm like, yeah, it's a specialism. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain it. It was just literally like, you know, when you kind of have that moment where you just want to literally like <laughs> knock your head out kind of break trying to explain it and you just constantly repeating it that's something that i just think like a misconception just needs to kind of get thrown out that it's people think it's not pr because it is you still have to portray that company like a positive image about press releases um going out in like in general and like learning about the media kind of that thing yeah i think it's a fair it's a good it's a good one i mean it's a bit of an education to me, really, because I've never done too much. I've done bits of B2B stuff, but never never too much. I hate the phrase B2B. Do you? I just think that's an all... It immediately makes me go, ugh. Yeah, and I think, yeah. so I think <laughs> probably doesn't, that probably doesn't help, really. It's just an awful yeah. acronym, isn't it? Um, yeah. But but you're right. I mean, fundamentally, anything that, that, re that requires you to get messages from one audience to another... Um, you know, technically is, is well, it's comms and PR. I think it's a, it's not a helpful thing, is it, that really? Um, uh, you know, I think, you know, if you think about comms disciplines, the one, the one that often gets sort of, you know, internal comms is the one that always frustrates me. Oh, that's not comms. Yeah, it is. Probably the most important thing you can do, engage your colleagues, you know, but it's people love the sexy stuff, don't they? And the sexy stuff is, oh, did you see that article I got in? you know, the mirror or whatever. I don't know why I said the mirror, because that's awful. But, you know, the Times or whatever. God, I hope no mirror journalists watch this after. It's unlikely they will. Isn't it? <clears throat> but no, thanks for that one, Casey. That's a really good one. And that's, again, I always say this, we come up with new ones every time. No one said that one before, and that's great. So um, I'm going to move now, Ben and Alison, look at them wondering who's going to go up next. And <clears throat> just for sheer eye-catching background, I think it's got to be Ben, to be honest. Talk us through before you talk us through what you've got there. Is that a Pikachu I can see? I've got there's a Pikachu there. There's a load of, as I was mentioning at the start of the session to a few <laughs> other people. It, it's loads of stuff from when I was a kid, and then a load of stuff as I grew older and suddenly realized I've got a load of disposable income. I'm gonna buy all the stuff as it that I wanted as a kid and I couldn't get. So there's a there's a mix of mix of different things in, in the background. All the kids in the family love it, and you you know, even though you you grow, you know, you grow old, you don't have to grow up, do you? I like it. Excellent. Well, you won't be putting Pokemon and or children's toys in room 101 then. So what 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 would you like to banish, Ben? What would you like to get rid of from the comms? Well, like, to be honest with you, what I, it's not so much I want to banish. I, w I want to be involved in projects at the start rather than at the very end where it's like, right, okay, we've done everything. Now it's time to communicate. Okay, when is it launching? Uh, tomorrow. Okay, what, what budget have you got? Uh, nothing. Does anyone know about this? No. Oh, right, okay, so this will be a really easy task for us then to, to accomplish. The, the amount of times that it's that it's happened, not not just in the current organization I'm at, but every organization I've ever been in is that I had the exact same problem where they people think 
comms is dead easy. It's dead simple. They, they just send out an old staff email. It's done and dusted. And then and then they have the audacity afterwards to go, yeah, nobody's using the new software. or well, nobody understands the new software. No one signed up. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> no, I was a bit passionate I can, there. I, I, was <laughs> say, I, can feel the, I can feel the frustration and passion in your voice. That's what we love on Room 101 is when people really hate something. I can tell that you do. Amazingly, we haven't had this one before, and this is, oh, a, wow. this is such a good one. Um, I could see loads of thumbs up and clapping as you were talking. Which says it all, really. But yeah, it's the, it's the, it, it stems from a number of things, doesn't it? I think it's like some people just don't think of the comms as a crucial element of their project when <clears throat> I can't think of a single project that to some degree or another needs some comms input from an early stage, really. It's often one of the most important elements of any project, to be fair, is if you could, you could run something brilliantly, but if you're not able to get what needs to be got across to the audiences, then you, you're going to, you're on to a loser. I see this a lot in internal comms again, mm. where people mm. people want colleagues to do something differently or introduce a new system or whatever it is, and they've really not thought through the. And it's not just the telling everyone at the same time; it's the thinking through your audiences within that audience and layering it. So, who needs to know first? Then, who needs to know after that? What level of information does each audience need? And if you don't do that bit, God, yeah, you, you're setting yourself up for a, a bit of a fall, really. But it's almost comedic, isn't it? I've had I've had sort of requests for a um, an animation in like next week and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just rattle one together for you. You know, it's no problem. I'll just do a little stop motion for you with my own sort of plasticine mold that you know um, <clears throat> people can feel your pain. Let's have a read at some of the uh, the comments. Um, IT teams are the worst. Yeah, not mentioning yeah. names, but in the past, yeah, very good with the tech yeah, stuff. Yeah. The human side, that's, maybe not. That's a really good example, and I love. We've got a great relationship with our IT team, but yeah, we had to do some work with them really to kind of get them into a different place in terms of how people actually digest information and their kind of you know to the, their tolerance for technical jargon and and stuff like that. But but yeah, you're right. There's a serious point here. This is why you have to have communications at the top table in your organization, because it comes right from the very top. If you initiate projects and no one's around the table at that point to say, OK, here are the comms implications that you need to think through. You're already on a sticky wick. You're already behind then. Um, and, and it happens a lot. So um, so there's a real there's a real rallying cry to any organization there that doesn't have comms at the highest level of the organization or involve it in some way. And by that, we mean a comms expert. I don't mean someone who's director of people that has comms under them. I mean somebody that can spot the opportunities and the pitfalls and the, you know, knows the discipline of, of communication. Um, oh, no, Katie's had to go, bless her. Anyway, uh, that's a really good one. Thank you for that. We're going to move on to Alison now. Thanks for waiting so patiently, Alison. Tell us your uh, your gripe then. I'm really worried now that because you haven't had the other two, you're going to say, oh, we've had that one. It's rubbish. We've had that one. <laughs> but I'll go for it anyway. Um, I wanted to talk around the um, misconceptions of the role and the word communications. So I'll give you some examples. Um, I've had in previous roles, I've had very shouty journalists uh, doing press inquiries um, where they've sort of said, OK, we've had this. We need you to speak to this customer. And I said, well, what, what's your what's your inquiry and we'll put together 
you know, a response. Okay, no, you need to speak to this customer because your communications, and it's not doesn't quite work like that. Um, so if you let me know what your full inquiry is, we'll investigate. Um, and I've had others internally where fellow colleagues have gone, I've got a problem with my phone and I can't put pe- things through to people. How do I do it? But um, you need to speak to IT or somebody else who knows what they're talking about because I don't know. Um, and the most annoying thing is that because I hate it when people come up to me, ask me a question and they go away thinking, well, she wasn't very helpful. I hate that. I hate that. So I tend to get involved where I shouldn't be getting involved and then just make it worse. So part, I suppose that's putting me a little bit in room 101. But I think generally speaking, it's around those misconceptions of what communications is. Well, that is definitely, that's a first for two reasons, Alison, because again, we, we haven't had this one in this form and it's another really good one, but also no one's ever tried to put themselves in room 101. <laughs> you, get an honorary, you get an award for that anyway. Um, <clears throat> really, really good one. And I think it's that thing of, because the word communication is so all-encompassing, which is great in a way, because it means we've got lots of scope. It does mean that, I mean, I love the IT, the clear IT example, and we get that every so often um, as well. But it's the, it's the, if I had a pound for every time during my career, someone's laughingly gone, oh, you're, you're in communication. You don't communicate much. It's like, well, I'd love to go around talking to every single member of the thousand staff that we've got, but I've got sort of other things to do. It doesn't quite mean that. Um, but so that's what people do, isn't it? They sort of throw that in your face a little bit. If you've got communication in your title, they kind of go, you're not communicating. You're not very good at communicating for someone who's in communications. I'm like, oh, God, please. Um, but, you know, there is a there's a link back to Ben's here, which is that and there's another reason to involve people at comms people at the start of a project is because we make it better. Like you, you don't just you don't just do it's not so you can go. I'm, here's where the press release is. It's the the success of projects is often very reliant upon the communication elements within it, but not just that, the way the language of that project is is scoped out, the purpose and the objectives of it, we can often lend a, gr- a really, really good hand there so that when you then go out to people to communicate that, you, you've made it accessible for them. Um, so again, it's already, t- you know, we had this the other day, we're building safety is a big agenda for us. And thankfully, I'm involved from the start in that project. So the session where we were coming up with our broad objectives, I could kind of help to shape those. If you'd done that bit and all those were agreed and then it was like, Steve, we've done all this. Can you communicate it? I'm like, well, I can, but your objectives are like opaque. No one's going to understand them. So, you know, um, so we're doing we're really we're cheerleading for comms here. Um, but I, I get I really feel your pain. I feel your pain. And the press inquiry example Um you know, it irritate. I try not to lower myself to their level, but there are some journalists who just appear out of the woodwork. Thankfully, they're a minority on Twitter who love to have a go at what they call PRs mm. um, and the way they work. And yeah, there's a few examples of bad journalists and the way they work. I, I've always said that we should get, we should do a session at a conference where we bring together journalists and PR people and we just kind of hammer through this and go, what are your issues? Just get it all out there, will you? Because they they think that our job is there to serve them. Because I was a journalist, so I can say that. I, that's how I used to think. Yeah, me too. I used to think, oh, come on, how long does it take to get a statement? Whatever. When you've been on the other side, you kind of go, oh, God, I'm embarrassed at how I sort of, you know, dealt with that person and my expectations of them. So, yeah, really good, really good. I think we've got um, – it's a shame we've lost Katie. 
Um, but I think, oh God, this is really hard. This is really, really hard. Don't judge it on, judge the, backgrounds. on the backgrounds. No, I can't. I, I'm trying not to be swayed as much as I love Pikachu and Pokemon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Helen's just put in the chat. I want a t-shirt saying your objectives are opaque. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Asif can sort that out. Um, I've, I've no doubt about that at all. I think it's. Do you know what? We haven't done this for a while, but especially since they're both so good that I'm putting both of those in room 101. So well done. They are really good fundamental ones. So you're both winners. I, I don't go in there, do I? Seeing as I accidentally put myself in. Nah, we'll leave you out of it, okay. but we'll put we'll put the people that kind of think comms is everything in there, and you can you can stay outside of it. So well done, guys. They were brilliant examples. What a great way to kind of round off the, the last comms room 101 for a while. Thanks, everybody, for being involved. Sorry for the, the tech issues at the start, but we got there in the end, didn't we? Brilliant. Thanks, Steve. And um, you've, you've just blown the market in budget because that's two comms zero T's we're going to have to give away today. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no worries. Well, thanks for jumping on again, Steve, and hopefully catch you again next time we put on a monthly catch up. Yeah, my pleasure. And I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I, uh, I, I don't forget my password next time. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Steve.